Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Down to the wire on the PGA Tour at the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. Bryson DeChambeau into the water on the 14th hole. He drops a stroke, sits at 20 under par. Again, through 14 holes. Two shots ahead of Kevin Kister, who is in the clubhouse at minus 18. However, Josh or Matthew Wolf is coming back two straight birdies and he is now at minus 18 through 13 holes still a possibility of birdie there at number 13 jorge masvidal coming to an agreement with ufc to take on kamaru uzman for the welterweight title at ufc 251 this coming saturday both fighters getting tested for covid19 today in las vegas and if they post negative scores they will travel to fight island in abu dhabi i'm ralph Irvin. So glad to have you with us the day after the 4th of July. That makes it the 5th of July. Just uh, simple math tells me that, George. So much to get to in these next three hours. The last time that you and I spoke on the network was Friday when when news was uh, pretty fresh on the Washington Redskins uh, possibility of changing their name. And now, George, we are seeing this effect go throughout sports. It's been... uh, 
Major League Baseball is now dealing with it with the Cleveland Indians releasing their own statement. And speaking of the Indians, manager Terry Francona said today in addressing the media, quote, I think it's time to move forward, end quote. A name change could be coming soon, too, to Major League Baseball. I am I am completely astonished, George, at how quickly this has changed and just the momentum that things have changed i'm not saying it's a bad thing but when you consider the uh the pushback and other times that we've had this i am astonished that in the span of 48 to 72 hours we could be getting some of the most you know a couple of the most storied franchises in each of their sports having significant name changes uh that is something that i did not expect I, I I'll agree with you with the with the fact that yeah this has happened very quickly and generated a lot of momentum very rapidly, but like we talked about the other day, this is not new news. You know, you you've had people protesting or speaking out against. I mean, everybody from uh, Tony Kornheiser writing about this 30 plus years ago to Native Americans being upset because it's saying that the name Redskins is a slur for for decades. So this isn't new. Same thing with Chief Wahoo with the Indians. They got rid of Chief Wahoo, even though the logo is still the same. Like It's one of those things to where like the momentum just it's a timing issue, Dan. It's one of one of those where, yes, it, it seems like it's happening so quickly, but this is the work of decades just finally having the right timing and the right power behind it and people being willing to change. And the corporations, the people that like affecting the money, once they hit that pressure point, then those corporations are saying, wait, hold up. We need to handle things within our own corporations differently. So now we are going to put our money or not put our money where our mouth is right now. And, and and I get all that, but and I think you kind of made my my point for me is that this has been going on for thirty years with zero movement or yep. with minor movement. I mean, the 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 Cleveland Indians removing Chief Wahoo from their uniforms, from their caps, to to end up having a in a a new C that is placed on their cap in place of Chief Wahoo. What took seemingly years in the yep. making. And that's why I'm saying that stuff has taken years to do. And now in a span of hours, not even not even months, but in a span of hours, there is this uh, there is this move towards it. And and now you're starting to wonder. And and it, it really seems like the Washington Redskins are on the track even as fast to possibly have something done in 2020, according to Ron Rivera. I don't know how that would happen. I'm not sure on how the NFL could manage that. You and I talked a couple of days ago of maybe just calling it the Washington Football Club for for a year, but just to to you know move past that. But the NFL obviously oh. has their whole merchandising arm that they've got to figure out, and you've got to figure out a way oh. to sell Washington merchandise. And you, I, I, I don't think that you would want to do it with that with that logo and and with that nickname. So there are some decisions that the NFL is going to have to go through. But, I mean, it, it, it's that, that's what's so amazing to me of all of this is now the NFL is having those decisions to make because FedEx steps up and says what they have to say and Nike steps up and says what they have to say. And now it just seems like there's so much nodding backlash from 
from anybody. And you talk about being on the right and the wrong side of history. It's it's now made its way in into sports. And you hear Terry Francona saying, "Look, I'm a 61 year old guy. I you know I'm I'm learning things. I've, we've always tried to be respectful, but I don't necessarily want to be on the on the wrong side of this. And to me, it's just it's 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 amazing, and it's it's amazing in a good way. And and that that it is that it has gone this way. I am curious to how far this goes. I am curious to see if the Atlanta Braves don't seem to change the, their name. Oh, the no. Kansas City Chiefs, um, people have wondered about, are they going to be? Oh, they're they, not changing their name. The, 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 uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Braves are very unlikely to change the, their, their names. Because, like, if you look at the two franchises that we're talking about specifically right now, the Washington Redskins, which has been a slur against the Native Americans for a long time, and then the Cleveland Indians, these aren't referring to people from India, which are actual Indians. We're talking about Native Americans who who were already in this country. So it's a name that doesn't even apply to what Mm -hmm. you're to to the imagery that you were talking about. So I think so I think that that's where you are going to have an issue and the Kansas City Chiefs that in no way I mean because they don't use like Native American signage and all of that stuff that they use and 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 Arrow they have Arrowhead Stadium it's a totally different scenario when you're talking about you know, something that could potentially honor or empower a culture as opposed to you know, uh, denigrate or words that have been used as as negative slurs in the past. The 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 Braves known for it, uh, Florida State as well, and you'll see yeah. the Chiefs games. You have the chop, the tomahawk chop. Oh, the that, chop is going to be gone. That's that, <laughs> now those, the, now yeah, the those chop are, might be gone. The 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 chop has tried to be eliminated from sports, and now that's what I'm curious to see is. Are you going to to have that eliminated as well? Which I'm I'm all for. I'm 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 fine with. Yeah, but it. it's I, the fans' choice to do that, though. I mean, the, that's that the 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 uh, the chop is like the wave, though, right? It's yes. it's a it's a choice within the stadium, and I think that part of the thing that's been the kind of impetus for the um, the momentum for all of this changing so quickly is the fact that there has been almost an awakening of people in this country and a realization to say, hold up, look, okay, I'm used to my traditions. I'm used to my sport. I'm used to all of this. And instead of just saying, this is no big deal, maybe I should look at things from somebody else's point of view and see how would this really impact someone else? I mean, as a, you're, you're, you're a husband and I'm a husband. So when we talk to our wives, we have to not only think, okay, here is the point to, to, to come across. You also have to say, okay, how is this being received? Okay, the message that I'm trying to deliver versus how I'm trying for it to be received. And sometimes you have to switch up your languaging to make sure that your wife can hear you, that your kids sure. can hear you, that your mom, whoever, that your audience is. I not and, and I know that my wife listens to the show and trust me love it is not a fake thing george but i've said it to you and i've said it before i've learned how to apologize 
I've learned, like through marriage, I have learned um, the right way to apologize. And it's not fake. It's just that I've learned to do it. Like when I know I'm wrong, I know how to say I'm sorry. So you learn these sort of things. And that's one of the things that I've learned. And I think people are learning now and people are understanding and, and people are understanding during these times. And, and George, it's happened so quickly in my mind, and it's not because if it's it's an overreaction. That's not the case. It's happened so quickly because it's pretty obvious. But for some reason, we were blinded by all of these other things, or we put other things in the way of what is important and what isn't important. I mean, if you name the Cleveland Spider, or you know, re- rename the Indians the Cleveland Spiders, that's a pretty cool nickname. There aren't a lot of teams, you know, outside of the Richmond Spiders that I can think of that also have that as a nickname. And 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 so now you can start off on a new foot, not have any of the negativity, and kind of move forward. I I mean, one of the the neat things about it, it of the, the, the Redskins situation is how many people want to be involved or are giving options and of saying, how about this name? D- Dwayne Haskins saying we should be the Red Tails. Like there's there are like people are it, it is it has become such a positive thing in 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 terms of before you're always worried about wait we can't we can't harm our legacy of that that's no way this is tradition and none of that matters now and it's very refreshing and it's very um opti- i'm optimistic about it and it just to me george is because it's just it's been so easy because it's been such in plain sight if that makes sense and that's why that's why i just marvel over this of 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 why it's happened in these last 72 hours or why those things have, have changed i agree with you I don't think that the Chiefs are going to change. I think you're not going to see a drum on the sideline. Um, maybe if you're, maybe it'd be a marching band drum like the Carolina Panthers do. But I think this, there are going the sports are going to look quite different starting in 2020 because of all of this. No doubt, it's it's yeah, truly amazing. The, the world is going to look different. The world is changing, and I wonder if things would have the same momentum and all of this. Have, have you ever heard the uh, saying when somebody says something crazy to somebody and they say, Oh, well, well, I got, I got time for this today, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause some days at work or with your family, sure. you're crazy busy. And sometimes like, nah, I got time for this today. And I think that that's what's happened with the pandemic where a lot of people, you have 30 million people out of work, you have people not doing their extracurricular activities, which take up so much time in their day with either their kids, their own personal life, whatever it is. And so now you got time. You got time to sure. sit back and reflect and see. Hold up. I w- traditions are important. I'm a person that that has traditions within our family and all of this. But sometimes my, my wife or my kids, they bring some things to me and they say, Dad, look. Yeah, we used to do this, but can we modify it? Because we all want to do something different. Why are we continuing to do the same thing if nobody still wants to do it? And that's why as a dad, I've had to say, okay, well, look, let's create some something new. Let's create sure. something better. You don't because instead of just room? doing the same thing. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> right. Be like, Get out of here. This is the way we do things in this family. Period. 
We always watch the same movie for 30 years on Christmas night. And they're like, Dad, Dad, can we switch it to like Hamilton or something? <laughs> no, we're not switching to Hamilton. No. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. <laughs> no, I think, I think you're spot on. I, I also I do think that the pandemic, too, in a way, um, you know, made us think of each other more as 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 people and just as one, um, you know, and, the, and then the the George Floyd uh, protests and the and that is to me what really just then took this to a whole uh, other level and, and i mean it's i mean you you mentioned it off the top it's the timing it's it's been the it's been the the foundation that has been laid by the work of those for 30 years to to, to try to keep this at least in the consciousness of all of us and now it is the time to do it and now we're seeing it in the span of again Hours, things are changing, um, not just in the National Football League, but throughout sports. But uh, I'm, I'm curious to see where we're going to go from this. Should be noted, I saw something that the Associated Press reports that the Edmonton Eskimos of the CFL are going to be keeping their name Um there, there was some question about uh, that possible name change, even going as far as the, the Canadian Football League. And there was a, a statement that the uh, from the school saying, in an extensive, long, uh, year-long formal research and engagement with Inuit leaders and community members across Canada, uh, occurred, and the consistent feedback was a, a desire for more engagement with the club. And with all of that feedback that came in, there was no consensus that emerged to support a name change. So even and the CFL is is dealing with these issues yeah. and, and issues that uh, I mean, you know, it wouldn't be something. What struck me about this, George, was I didn't even think of it. Uh, think of it. I mean, it would, didn't even you know come into my mind. But this opportunity uh, allowed that to come into my mind, and now I am I'm not, I'm not fully versed on it. But now it tells me a little bit more as well. Of like, oh wow, there was you know something in the CFL as well, even in a sport that you know most of us don't don't follow as closely as the National Football League. Yeah, so I, I think that everybody at this point in time is reevaluating things. I mean, we we've seen Lady Antebellum change their name to Lady A, Dixie Chicks just just the chicks because they want to be. They're like, hold up, this is stuff that we grew up with, and maybe we didn't even understand the the, the meaning of it and the how it may translate to other people especially fans because fans truly they don't care about a name they want the music they want the music they want the entertainment so i think that that's the most important thing and if you are going to use somebody's name you know like a a group of people it is important to engage with those people like uh, Florida State had to do a much better job of engaging with the Seminole tribe, which I do think is important. Mm-hmm. If you are going to uh, use a name like the Eskimos, then, yeah, you should have the support of those people and make sure that you're doing right by, by, by those people. That way you can, you know, that way it is a sense of honor yeah. and a sense of uh, a badge of honor for those people to be named after your club. I think Utah did the same with um, as well, University of Utah as well. So uh, we'll be continually talking about this. This is definitely not going away. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I do want to say something quick, George, because it's been crazy at Fox Sports Radio. We've got Roberto Flores uh, as our technical producer today. Roberto Curis Coburn, uh, Vincent Close, Don Brown, 
all of the guys that have stepped up over the weekend. Uh, you guys deserve a much more than just a pat on the back, but we absolutely appreciate um, everything that you guys have done. It's been a crazy weekend at Fox, but hey, it's what sometimes happens at 4th of July, but those guys uh, need to be recognized for everything that they have done. Get George on Twitter again, at George Reister. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. Coming up next... MLB, does it stand for Major League Bailout? We'll explain here on Fox Sports Sunday. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to Fox Sports Sunday. Uh, he's Dan Beyer. I'm George Reister. And we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Um, You know when that old expression that when it says that the dam is getting ready to break, you get a little bit of crack in the dam and then all of a sudden the floodgates start opening. <laughs> well, that's what happened, Dan. It started on June 29th. Little known guy named Mike Leak, right-handed pitcher for the Diamondbacks. He said that he was not going to play this season over con- concerns about the coronavirus 
And then you get Ryan Zimmerman, Joe Ross, Ian Desmond, David Price, Tyson Ross, Felix Hernandez, and maybe Mike Trout. The list continues to go on and on, and now the Major League Baseball season, as you say, Dan, might need a, well, is becoming the Major League bailout because mm-hmm. every, it seems like the dam is breaking, and maybe Buster Olney was right. Maybe there is a 0% chance the start the season starts and 5% chance, no, 0% chance it finishes and only a 5% chance it starts. You know, there's there – when Mike Leake announced, it was about the same time as, as word came out that Joe Ross was going to play, and Ryan Zimmerman as well of the Nationals because Ryan Zimmerman's mom has MS. Ryan Zimmerman has three young children. He explained, he's like, I don't want to take the risk of not being able to take care of my mom for an extended period of time because of possible exposure to this. And I can understand that, too, just for – we always look at things, uh, George, in sports terms. Ryan Zimmerman's you know, played his entire career with the Washington Nationals, and they just won the World Series. You know, he's, he's the team's first-ever draft pick. He's kind of Mr. You know, National. So you, you, could, you could understand for a guy wanting to go out on top that it would be like, okay, I – you know, like I understand that, but I also really understand his family situation. What took me by surprise was the the Felix Hernandez situation because we don't even know if Felix Hernandez is going to be able to to play in Major League Baseball in 2021. He was going to get a shot with the Atlanta Braves after his long career with Seattle, but him not playing this year may just mean the end of his career Freddie Freeman with the Braves of him testing positive and not feeling well the the, you know the Dodgers are a team now without David Price and 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 David Price has been outspoken with a lot of things but when you have David Price coming out and saying all right it's not for me when you think of this guy's going to be a a main cog in a team that has a good shot at at, at making it to the playoffs and, and challenging from a World Series it's those three latest ones George that really made me start to think like wow you know like I know Mike Mike Trout's the best player that there is in baseball but here Freddie Freeman has coronavirus and is having effects from it Felix Hernandez's career could you know may want a second you know breathe a second life into it or or take another chance to reach certain milestones in his career but that's not going to happen like they're willing to step aside for that and you don't know what's going to go forward these latest ones have really kind of taken me back that wow Major League Baseball is going to look pretty different yeah, and the the thing that's a big deal is, okay, so David Price that you mentioned, uh, we found out, what, two months ago that he was going to pay the minor leaguers, I think $1,000 each or, or their entire salaries for yeah. the month of June. And, like, that's a big deal. And then for him to turn around and then forfeit $12 million in salary for this year, that's a big deal. Ian Desmond, $5.5 million. Uh, uh, Leak, $5 million. These guys are giving up big-time coin over the concerns about the coronavirus because they either some – some of them have known people who've had it, uh, people in their family, all of this, or they have concerns about loved ones – And making sure that they are safe and healthy. So when you look at what they're sacrificing for that, you you know that it has to be extremely important for them. Because for me to give up twelve million dollars, something better be extremely important for for me. And the 
and, and remember I told you, <laughs> damn, everybody's been calling me a Debbie Downer. And I was like, listen, I'll believe baseball is going to be played once I once I see a pitch thrown. Sure. And, and and the the first pitch I saw thrown yesterday was Tanaka getting getting hit by yeah, that by was awful. Stanton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh well, that that's a bad look too. These <laughs> these are just well, signs. It, yeah, it tells you the risk, right? I mean, like I know, like every time you go out on the field, that there's the risk of that happening. But now you're wondering, like, okay, well, is it is it worth it for this sixty game season that we're going through? You know, like I think that that brings up the question. And, and when you're a professional athlete, like I don't think that any professional athlete um, doesn't like, – I, let me just say this. I, we all would love to get paid and not work. Okay, like I like that, that, that that's the idea. Yeah, checks just come in the mail, you know, every two weeks. I just sit at home and do nothing. <laughs> right. That's everyone's everyone's dream. However, that's not realistic. But I would think that in, and you would know more than me. But in an athlete's mind, your window is only so big. And, yep. and that's why I said about Felix Hernandez was, you know, and, and I used Ryan Zimmerman as an example because I think that we could all understand where he is. But here's here's King Felix trying to hold on to maybe the last year or two of his career. Just kind of like, you know, what, it's not it's not worth it, you know, for me right now. And that's striking. I also think the Freddie Freeman of just hearing hearing what his wife has said about what he has gone through and how they've tried to be very strict and trying to follow protocols, which may also tell you on how difficult it's actually going to be for Major League Baseball to actually get this thing off the ground. If if Freddie Freeman is staying at home and trying to be as strict as can be and can come, you know, come down with this, we hear a lot of guys being asymptomatic. But what about the ones that aren't? And that's the thing that would scare me if I'm Major League Baseball is yeah, you can, or even in the NBA, yeah, you can have a guy who's asymptomatic and is going to sit out and maybe wait a couple of weeks to to make the trip to Orlando. But now here with someone like Freddie Freeman who's still feeling the effects of it, I, I think that that's a big shocker. That's something that really uh, that, that really should register with people. Well, I think that that's the 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 biggest thing is that is the unknown. That's the problem with this whole sit, situation is mm-hmm. that we don't know what the long term effects are. If you are symptomatic, how long antibodies last? You know, is has it mutated? Has it you know? What sure. the actual death rate, the, the the mortality rate for different age groups? We see what it is now, but what is you don't truly know what it is until you look at things in, in hindsight. So, w- w- in the absence of knowledge, people fill in gaps. They either fill it in with 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 fear, or they fill it in with nonsensical. You know, just just. I just refuse to believe it. And usually the truth lies a lot closer to to the middle where, yeah, you should have some fears and concerns and all of that. But also, you know, that that you shouldn't let it consume your life. But so I think that that is. But when there is unknown that you do have to err on the side of caution. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox as we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next, you've heard some outlandish predictions 
for new Patriots quarterback Cam Newton. <laughs> but let's really dive in to what's at stake and what could happen in Foxborough in 2020. We'll do that after Ralph Irvin gives us the latest of what's happening on this day after July 4th, day after Independence Day. What's happening, Ralph? Well, gentlemen, you both mentioned Masahiro Tanaka in the scary scene yesterday. Well, he was at Yankee Stadium today, and his teammates report that he was walking around just like normal. So he is in the MLB concussion protocol, but it appears that he is okay as he was just walking around like just another day. So that after uh, going to the hospital a day ago. The, <laughs> Unreal. The, I mean, it's just if you see that and you know, I'd tell you that he yeah. was back at it, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, speaking of wouldn't believe, yeah, there was another rain out or at least rain delay on the NASCAR schedule. They are on the track now at Indianapolis, 14 laps in, and Joey Logano sits in the lead ahead of Denny Hamlin, Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman, and Chase Elliott. Meanwhile, on the PGA Tour, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and Bryson DeSh- Shambo has been impressive all season long. He continues to be impressive today. 21 under par, 5 under for the day. He is through 16 holes at this tournament. Has a two-shot lead over Matthew Wolf, who was as many as five strokes back earlier in the round. And Wolf threw 16 holes as well, just teeing off on number 17. And we will have a new big main event on Fight Island, UFC 251. Jorge Masvidal agreeing to a contract that will have him fight Kamaru Usman for the welterweight title in, or should I say, on Saturday. So less than a week away, they come to this agreement. Both fighters flying into Las Vegas to get COVID-19 testing if they test negative then it's on to Fight Island in Abu Dhabi for next Saturday night's main event as we send it back to Dan Byer and George Reister. Ralph, quick question yes. before, you, before you run away. So when you decided to go to, to UCLA, were there other schools in the running or were you just, you're like, I'm going to be a Bruin and that's that? Uh, well, the first time I went to the campus when I was younger, I fell in love with the campus. So it was kind of a done deal. But I still checked out uh, Southern Cal and some other schools, but but that was really uh, okay. in sta- you know in state at discount, and it's where you wanted to go. It's kind of made it easy. Keep that in the back of your mind, listener, because we're going to deal with that in about ten minutes or so. Not just not just Ralph's choice, but when it comes to making college choices in general, we'll also have George weigh in about uh, yeah what made him an Oregon Duck and so much more. But we know that Cam Newton is a New England Patriot, uh, going to be uh, one of the signal callers vying for that starting job, George and. As we look at the upcoming 2020 season and we're at a point where we want to talk NFL, the Cam Newton signing was a huge, huge story. But along with that, I have heard that Cam Newton is not going to make it through training camp. I have heard that Cam Newton is going to have a better 2020 than Tom Brady had in 2019 with the New England Patriots, that he is going to be an upgrade. And I don't know if those are the two bookends of the argument the point being is it was hot take bonanza on cam newton when he <laughs> went to the new england patriots and i just wanted to figure out what is what realistically are we getting with cam newton what can we call a good season what can we call a disappointment with cam newton now that he's going to be a member of the new england patriots i have my thoughts on it and i actually think that it's it's closer to uh having a better 2020 uh than brady had a 2019 but i'm curious on what your thoughts would be for cam newton's tenure in new england to be successful 
Oh, you said what's the floor and what's the ceiling, right? Yes. Yes. So the the uh, floor is him not winning the starting job and getting cut. That's the floor. I mean, that would be an atrocious set of events for for Cam Newton and his career. But I, I would tend to agree with you because let's look at Tom Brady's uh, stats from last year. So the team was 12 and four, which will be difficult to replicate because the bills are going to be better. The jets should be. I mean, as long as Sam Darnold isn't yeah. seeing ghosts, they should be okay. So 60% completions, 4,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Okay. Let's go back to Cam Newton's kind of his last full season, even though he was kind of hurt in 2018. He was 67% completions, 3,400 yards in 14 games, four, 24 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. So that was already comparable. But mm-hmm. the thing that wasn't was the team was 6-8. and eight. Now, you put him in who with what people regard as the best head coach in football history. He's going to get a chance to learn, be more mature. He's healthy. So I think that what... And the Patriots are going to have better weapons than they had last year. So, and Cam's not used to playing with superstar guys. So, I, I think that the that he will have a better season than Brady had in terms of statistics wise. But I think the team finishes closer to ten and six or eleven and five than twelve and four. Brady's best two performances last year were probably against the Redskins and the Giants. Two, two terrible awful, defenses. Yeah, two awful defenses. And and I just look at what Cam Newton is, and this has been always my thought on Cam Newton, and it's why I'm coming around more and more to it, is that Cam, I with when he was with Carolina, there was always the talk of Cam can't, you know, you've got to be able to save him. He's, he's getting injured. You've got to be able to do something to elongate his career. But but that does that doesn't make Cam Cam. Like the reason that Cam Newton is Cam Newton is not only does he have a rocket arm that I mean he throws a very pretty long ball it may be twenty five yards over the receiver's head but when that baby's flying through the air it looks tight when you look at Cam Newton as a whole what makes Cam Cam is his running ability and what are the New England Patriots bread and butter now on offense. It's running the football. It has been since they beat the Rams in Super Bowl 53. And so I think it's going to be a positive. I just hope Cam can stay healthy enough. And that that's going to be my question is you, you don't want Cam to just sit back and only be the drop back passer because that is not who Cam Newton is. And that's mm. what or, or you want him to just sit back and not run. Is that I- no, I see. See, I want him to sit back and I want him to be judicious with his running more like a Russell Wilson, because as quarterbacks get older, like they they do tend to sit in the pocket more. Even Russell Wilson sits in the pocket more than he used to. And if Bill Belichick is planning on running cam, I don't think the cam is even interested in running the football the way that he used to, because having an entire year off, you look at cam's body. He's rebuilt that thing, and and he should, in theory, be extremely healthy coming into this this year. Despite having uh, shoulder surgery and all of that, I think I think that he is going to be a better version. He's changed his throwing motion, which should make him more more accurate, hopefully. 
And if, and if that's the case, then you can use his legs as a bonus instead of part of your package. Because I think that that will get Cam Newton hurt and out of the league. And I think he sees that. Well, that that's in the, and that's where we differ because I I think it's okay to have a ten year NFL career. I think it's okay to to have that. I don't think that every quarterback that plays has to have a sixteen to seventeen year career. But what made Cam Cam is is running the football, and I think that he, I don't think that he is like Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson is his Russell Wilson has always been fleet of foot. And Russell Wilson has been able to take advantage of his mobility in a way that Aaron Rodgers used to in a way. Now, Wilson may be more designed runs where Green Bay wasn't designing runs for Aaron Rodgers. But Cam was literally taking the football to get seven yards or to get 12 yards. And I don't think that or to get three yards. The Seahawks never did that with Russell Wilson. And I just think that we have to be realistic to who Cam is and the type of player that he is because I don't want 60% of Cam Newton. The thing that made Cam Newton Cam Newton is the 40% of Cam Newton and him diving into the end zone for touchdowns and getting third and three and being able to use his enormous frame to be able to get those yards. And that's where I just I differ. It's, it's okay to be able to be that. And I think people get hung up too much and trying to elongate a guy's career to have him do something that he isn't best equipped to do. See, I totally disagree with that because I've seen the evolution of players. Look at the NBA, for example. Uh, you have Antonio Mc- McDice, right? Who was, what, what was he known for in the beginning of his career? Um, Antonio McDice out of Alabama, big, powerful guy, rebounder, powerful. Dunking on dunking. everybody. Yeah. Yep. What was he known for toward the end of his career? I can't even tell you. Shooting shooting 15-footers, knocking them down, <laughs> same way with Carl Malone. They evolved, and there was an evolution to them and their playing style. The same way is true of Cam Newton. He has to. Like, he can't play the way that he used to play. Like, it's not a a winning strategy in terms of having a long career. And I do agree with the NBA and the NFL though. No, 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 no. no. I can do that. I'm I'm just saying that you've seen an evolution of people's careers. And we, we've seen it even with, with running backs. We've seen guys who used to try to run over people and then they start picking holes and being more judicious with the way that they do it. And we've seen quarter quarterbacks, Uh, evolve from guys well, who just try hey, to just... If, if you're going to use running back, uh, it's not helping your cause because we know the longevity of running backs in the National Football League. And and that that's exactly why Cam would, would know and would see, hold up, I can't continue to play like I have been, been playing. That just It's just not... A 10-year career is good, but when you have ambitions of being a Hall of Famer, you have to extend your career by changing your game. If Cam Newton came into my office and I was a head coach and says, I don't want to run anymore, I'd be like, all right, appreciate it. You'll uh, just have to find another team because that that's who he is i I, i'm sorry it's all right that's what makes cam cam it it really does he's george reister i'm dan buyer the right one on this argument we are coming to you live for the geico fox sports radio studios it's easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance with geico go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO the only hard part figuring out which way is easier where should high school football quarterbacks want to go to college we'll tell you next year on fox sports sunday
there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios on Fox Sports Sunday. He's Dan Byer. I'm George Reister. On the day after a wonderful 4th of July, there were a ton of, well, 4th of July was very busy, not just for people out celebrating the uh, the country, but they were, it was very busy day for recruiting. So you had the number one quarterback recruit in the country, Caleb Williams. He decided to take his talents to the University of Oklahoma. So that led me and Dan to thinking. So if you were a college recruit right now, particularly at the quarterback position, if you could go to any school, regardless of, you know, you don't have to go in and wait, sit behind anybody, anything like that. If you could pick a program to choose from, to go play, to take your talents to, that you thought would uh, further your athletic success, where would you go, Dan? I do think it's it's got to be Oklahoma. 
I, I mean, how can you argue with uh, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray being back-to-back number one overall picks? When they, you know, we knew Kyler Murray's greatness uh, when he came into Texas A&M. Didn't work out there. We thought, what, a year before the NFL draft when he went number one overall that he was likely going to be a professional baseball player, yet Lincoln Riley turns him into that. So I, I would say I would probably agree with Cabe, uh, Caleb Williams' assumption of if you had to pick a place to go, Oklahoma is probably the place to be. Yes, <laughs> that is a hands down no brainer. And then look what happened with Jalen Hurts coming from Alabama. People thought that yeah uh, that that Jalen Hurts always oh, going to have to change positions. He's not a quarterback. This or that. He goes to Oklahoma and he f- is a Heisman finalist. I mean, this dude showed up and showed out, and a lot of this has to do with. Because there were so long where people said, oh, you can't play out of a spread offense. Those quarterbacks, they don't, it, they're not any good. It's just a, a stat stuffing uh, offense. But the best quarterback in the NFL came out of that in Patrick mm. Mahomes. And I think that you're seeing so many of these, the evolution of these offenses. They're not just one read offenses. You have to be accurate. You have to know and understand the defense and coverage and all of that. That's, but it's the same thing that Joe Burrow did down in LSU. And it's trending to success in the NFL. So with my son, who's a quarterback, yeah, I do not want him playing in a traditional offense in a under center fullback offense in high school or in college. Nope. Nope. We're going to open that thing up, toss it around. I, I, you know, it's funny because you mentioned LSU, and I think that, that people would think like, oh, yeah, LSU, that's where you're going to have wide receivers, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, uh, you know, the, the Jamar Chase, the guys that they, they have there now. I'd send, if I was a wide receiver, I'd go to Ohio State. If I was a running back, I'd go to LSU. How about that? You got any problems oh, with those? No. Yes, dude. If I'm a wide receiver, I'm not. Uh, I would consider Ohio State as an option. But there, you got a lot more. But you got a lot of options for wide wide receivers. You can go to. I wouldn't go to LSU previously, even though they put a lot out. But with this mm-hmm. new offense, I would. I would consider Alabama putting that, and USC does a good job of putting out wideouts too. Oh, interesting, interesting. He's George Reister. Get him on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. Who are the top three contenders to take home the NFL MVP award? We'll reveal them next on Fox Sports Sunday. It is a final in Detroit where Bryson DeChambeau overpowered the golf course to win the 
Rocket Mortgage Championship, finishing at 23 under, 7 under par for his final round. He finished it up with a 367-yard drive to get the three-shot victory over Matthew Wolf. Meanwhile, NASCAR at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, 22 laps completed, and... Kevin Harvick sits in the top spot, followed by Joey Logano, Eric Amarola, Brad Keselowski, and Chase Elliott. Jorge Masvidal agrees to fight Kamaru Usman for the welterweight title at UFC 251 on Saturday. The fight will take place in Abu Dhabi, assuming that both fighters test negative for COVID-19. I'm Ralph Irvin. We are Who will be the NFL MVP in 2020? Are we going to have a situation where someone comes out of nowhere like a Matt Ryan or maybe even like Lamar Jackson last year? Or will we have someone like Patrick Mahomes win it twice in a span of three seasons? That and so much more coming up as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, no matter how well Cam Newton does in New England, George, I think it would be difficult to get him in to the NFL MVP conversation, even though he won one. Because I don't think that the success that New England would have have would be attributed to what cam did that would be considered most valuable i think if new england doesn't miss a beat that the credit will once again go on the shoulders of or will go on the shoulders of bill belichick i think it depends on how that offense looks you know if it the evolution of cam newton would would be the mvp story if if that's what happened, if he were sitting in the pocket, throwing the ball, all of that, then that would be MVP worthy. Be, and if the New England offense was much more explosive and doing something different than we've seen in the past, then yes, I think that that's what could lead him to an MVP candidacy. But he is not a guy, though, that preseason coming in that I'm tabbing for any type of MVP. That would be a welcome surprise, you, you know, like some yeah. like you were just saying. But I think that my three guys that I'm pointing to, I know that these are easy answers. I know that it's, you know, that these are kind of obvious answers. But when you have the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes, he's always going to be in it. You know, kind of like when Brady and Peyton Manning were trading off MVPs year after year. It's similar to to that. Like, yeah, you want a new sexy name in it, but it don't work like that. And Russell Wilson, probably the second best quarterback in the league. He's going to be a part of it. He's got more more weapons, especially if he gets Antonio Brown. Then you're going to be like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. this dude can really potentially win MVP. And then last Lamar Jackson, it's going to be hard for him not to be in the conversation putting up a thousand yards rushing and four thousand yards passing. I mean, he's just always going to be in the conversation. And especially if they and when you win the division, you put up crazy numbers. You're always on highlights. You're going to be in that conversation. 
See, this is and this is interesting because according to the Vegas Insider, they had odds on the NFL MVP Patrick Mahomes, the odds-on favorite, plus four hundred, four to one to win the MVP, and then you had Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson at six to one, plus six hundred. So, George, you think a lot like Las Vegas. I don't think like Las Vegas, and that's probably why I lose a lot in Las Vegas. But <laughs> the point about the Lamar Jackson thing is. I I think it's difficult to repeat. I think it's difficult when you do something one season and then you are forced to trump that season. Even if Lamar Jackson has a season that is comparable to what he had a year ago, I don't think that that would be enough to push him over the top. I think that you would look at another team in the National Football League. And, you know, when I mentioned Matt Ryan and I mentioned Cam Newton – those 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 Panthers and Falcons teams kind of came out of nowhere where we weren't expecting them. We knew that Matt Ryan would throw the ball around the yard. We didn't think that the Falcons would be, um, you know, a twenty-eight to three lead away from you know winning a Super Bowl or you know being in the third quarter with that lead against the Patriots. I don't think we ever thought that. So it kind of took us a bit by surprise. Uh, kind of like Carson Wentz, even in the year that he got hurt and then didn't win the MVP uh, after tearing his ACL, you would have thought that he was kind of a guy that was on track to win it but didn't do it so i would take out your lamar jackson and i'm gonna put in this name kyler murray okay i it i i that division is tough kyler murray right now listed at plus 2500 so 25 to 1 to win an mvp but you want to talk about a guy who's going to have the ball in his hands quite a bit a team that we now has – I mean, you already had Larry Fitzgerald there and you had that offense, but now you put in DeAndre Hopkins. You have him another year in that system. Like, if I'm looking at MVP and looking at a young guy who, like, could emerge like Carson Wentz did and have numbers to support it, and, in George, if they have any sort of success – in that division, like if they go, and I mean success meaning nine and seven, I'm not talking six and ten, but like a nine and seven type of season, I think Kyla Murray is in the conversation just because of the opportunities that he is going to have in Arizona. So I would take out I would take out Lamar Jackson and I put in I put in Kyla Murray. And I agree with you on Russell Wilson, considering the guy's never gotten an MVP vote. I mean, he was he was my MVP for half of the season last year before Lamar Jackson ended up running away with it. Russell Wilson was doing everything for Seattle. And then I was kind of debating between, let's see, is it this, is it that? I don't think Tom Brady has enough in Tampa. But I mentioned DeAndre Hopkins. You take him out of Houston. If Deshaun Watson takes the Texans to a 12-win season, I think Deshaun Watson is your top three. So I've got Wilson, Watson, and Murray as my top three NFL MVP candidates. Just because I think the opportunities are going to be there. I think it's so tough for Mahomes and Jackson to year year in and year out. They Mahomes especially, he could just do the same thing. Or I was just like, that's just what Patrick Mahomes does. And it's tough to grab the attention. And I think that these three guys can grab the attention. Well, Patrick Mahomes, had he played a full season last year, would have been, been in there. But I... I couldn't disagree more about Kyler Murray. I think the, the the biggest problem is 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 I do believe in his talent. I believe he's going to have a ton of opportunities, all of that. I do but I think that everything that you said there is right, Dan. 
I the division that he plays in with the Rams, the 49ers, and the Seahawks, there's like a 0% chance that they make the playoffs. So, And, and that's why his MVP odds are so long. It's not because the dude is not going to be a baller. It's just the fact that if you don't make the playoffs, you're not winning MVP. So that, that's, the, that's the rub with it is that yeah. if you – so as much that. as I want him or believe he's going to be successful – MVP for this year is out of the question for Kyler Murray. This was a team that gave up 442 points last year. <laughs> so they they love to allow the other team to score points. And I just think that the numbers are going to be there. And if you're if you're looking at Arizona and I that division is tough, but this team they didn't go 2-14 and 14 last year, which, by the way, was going to be my guess for their high watermark because I did not believe in the Cliff Kingsbury experiment. I did not think it was going to work out. I actually thought it was going to work out worse for them after giving up on Josh Rosen and uh, trying to move on after just one season. I was very critical of the Cardinals. But they go 5-10-1 last year. And I know that's nothing to write home about, but there were some building blocks there. This was a team that... I, there's there is something there, and I don't know what it is. But I I try to I, I looked at it as a whole and trying to be like, where is the guy that we ex- we don't expect? Who could it be? I mean, could it be Tom Brady? But even if the Buccaneers have success, he's got so many guys around him that I just don't think that it's going to happen. I also just don't think that at 42 years of age or 43 years of age that he's going to be able to um, do what he once did. So I moved Brady off the list and I looked for the up-and-comer in Kyler Murray. I I think it's going to be incredibly difficult for Lamar Jackson. I think Mahomes is more of a chance. And maybe, just maybe, George, it's the year for Russell Wilson when everybody kind of has the same year and if the Seahawks just keep on moving along, that Russell Wilson just keeps on being Russell Wilson and ends up winning it but wouldn't that be criminal though wouldn't that be criminal if russell wilson finished his entire career because he's going to be a a hall of famer he's on that trajectory unless he just magically fell off a cliff which with his hard work dedication and all that that's extremely unlikely wouldn't it be a shame if he finished his career as a hall of famer Super Bowl champion, maybe multiple time Super Bowl champion without an MVP. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And without an MVP vote right now. Yeah. It would be. I mean, when you look at, at his numbers and what he has done in the last three years, 34, 35, and 31, those were the amount of touchdowns. Passer rating uh, 95.4 in 2017, 110.9 in 2018, 106.3 through just five interceptions last year. You also have a, have a team where it seems like he is still gaining more um, trust with DK Metcalf was criticized for those workouts, but is working with a second wide receiver more. You bring in Greg Olson. Everything is there. You know what else is there for Russell Wilson? I don't think that their defense can stop anybody. And if you're not going to get after the quarterback, Russell Wilson's going to have to continue to keep doing what he is doing. And yeah, to your point, it's it's kind of like the is it is it Phil Jackson who never won the uh, the coach of the year um, because yeah. it was just always you know and Tom Brady never won like team MVP or the Patriots or he was always mad with that. Like it's kind of that sort of thing when you're looking at 
at, well, you kind of take him for granted. I shouldn't say you kind of. You do take him for granted. And Russell Wilson just keeps on producing and producing. It would be an absolute crime. He's got to at least get votes at some point. And as I said, I thought last year he was halfway there until Lamar Jackson just kind of took over everything. But, yeah, yeah that would be amazing. Yeah, and, and the fact that he's done it with with half a team a lot of times. I mean, the, like the last few seasons – uh, but with, with the exception of Chris Carson coming on last year, but before that, season before that, no running back, a terrible offensive line, the defense getting rebuilt. That's been for the last couple of years. And this dude, I mean, in his entire career, Dan, he, I, I know that you think he missed the playoffs one time, but I remember no <laughs> playoff misses for, for Russell Wilson. <laughs> Oh, man, that still sticks in your craw, doesn't it? <laughs> there are things that I say that I get so mad about that, that it's funny because last week on Doug's show, um, Doug does a segment, and, and you and I have done Doug's show when he's been out, and I have Doug rank things, and I asked him what his favorite jersey number was. Uh, or what if you were a quarterback, what's the best number to wear? That's what it was. And he, he, he said number four, he said number seven, and he said number 12. And I said, yeah, I agree with you. I go, you know, 16 is a very popular number uh, with quarterbacks when you think, you know, Joe Montana and other greats. And I get seven and four and 12. I go, you know what's a weird number? I go, 15. And nobody wears 15 and is a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> totally blanked on Mahomes, like completely like, you know, l- that night I'm going through stuff and I see the big one five on Patrick Mahomes, just completely blank. That stuff bothered. It bothered me for two days. Like I wanted to come back on the air. Hey, Doug, can, you, can I chime in here and apologize for missing out on the uh, Patrick? <laughs> but it just totally blanked my mind. So, yeah, I, I know what you, I can feel you with that. But plus 15 is kind of a weird quarterback number, right? I, I mean, th- there aren't others that pour into your mind when you think about it. Right? No, n- no, there aren't others that pour into m- in- into my mind, but I'm going to remain non-committal on that because I didn't have a chance to think about it. <laughs> that, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Bill Jackson, by the way, won Coach of the Year award, so that's I I had to look that up as well. But there was yeah, when you've got when, Russell Wilson should at least be honored somehow. You got somewhere. eleven championships as a coach, and you got one Coach of the Year. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, uh, that's just that's just how things go. Nothing special. I think that that's what could hurt Mahomes, and and I just think it's difficult for Lamar Jackson to top what he did last year to well, get people to okay. be drawn into it. To to take it to a different sport, look at L- LeBron James. See, I think think he's got four MVPs right now, and Michael Jordan with his MVPs. I mean, he was upset when Karl Malone got it. There have been other times where like the. That, that that's what you were saying. That standard of greatness gets so high that mm-hmm. people that that when LeBron averages you know twenty seven eight and eight, nobody they're like, oh yeah, that was a good season for him. Yeah. You're like what? <laughs> I know. You're like, no, yeah. this dude should actually be MVP every single year. But but there's that fatigue of it, and people want to like they like the good story. Oh, they yeah. like the oh my god, uh, Lamar Jackson came out of nowhere, you know, and did something great. But that doesn't discount what the other person did that was actually super phenomenal as well. He's George Reister. Get him on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Coming up next, we'll ask an NFL expert who he thinks has a chance at maybe grabbing that MVP. Plus, what are the chances we see zero preseason games in the summer of 2020? That's coming up next year on Fox Sports Sunday.
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. With so much drama going on in sports today, um, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that right now, Geico is offering an extra 15% on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit Geico.com to learn more. Uh, I'm George Reister with Dan Beyer, and this is Fox Sports Sunday. Uh, And now we have to bring in a friend of the program, Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, Sirius XM radio host. You can find him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL, Mr. Adam Kaplan. Welcome to the program. Guys, good to talk to you again. Man, it is it is exciting, man. There's a lot going on in sports, and we have to talk about the the name change for yeah. the Washington Football Club. Um, how soon do you believe that that can be be done? Being that it seems like at, that Daniel Snyder has finally relented. 
Yeah, George, well, the reason why it's relented is very simple. Uh, when sponsors threaten the team, that changes everything. In 2013, uh, Dan Snyder was defiant. Uh, he said he, was, he would never change it well. He wasn't threatened by sponsors for them to pull out. So when Fred Smith, the chairman of FedEx, who, by the way, his, his company uh, has, his, has a sponsorship for the stadium, um, when, they, when they threaten to pull out, um, you, you know, you're going to have to do something. So there's no timeline. I mean, they're working on it. Um, here's what I do think is really interesting here. The, the key here is the name is going to change. You, that you can count on, but will the color scheme stay burgundy and, go, and, and yellow or gold, whatever you want to colors you want to call it? Um, that's something that I've heard is very important to him and obviously important to the franchise, and that will go a long way to determining what this this logo looks like. But um, it, it's really interesting how things changed uh, this time around uh, when the sponsors threatened to pull out. Adam, how much of a role did the NFL and Roger Goodell play in any of this? And I'm curious if there is any, um, I don't know, push from them. Is there any assistance in, in the in the possible future stadium? What kind of role did the NFL have in any of this? Yeah, in terms of they'll get involved when it comes to colors, color schemes of the jerseys and uniforms and what that's going to entail. Uh, this is, they've encouraged them. Um, over the last couple of weeks is, is the word that's out there. Uh, no one, by the way, said anything about the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we know the Indians in baseball. Um, there are, you know, Terry, Fanco- Terry Francona, the manager, came, went on the record. So, look, it's, we've got change here. I, 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 it's going to be interesting to see what happens if Dan Snyder ever goes on the record here. He's going to have to at some point. Because when he did with USA Today seven years ago, I mean, he was incredibly defiant and was almost insulted. Because uh, this is the team that he that he grew up with, the, the Redskins, and he just w- didn't want to change it. And they went out of their way to find people who would agree with them. This time around, it, it's a landslide against the name, and it's going to change. Um, if if it does, are there any front runners? Do you think? Because whether they want to change it to something that kind of is along the same lines, the the Hogs, like that is in that kind of is associated with their history and what do are the other owners kind of thinking about this yeah we have not heard of any names but the way it typically works is uh, one of a few ways you you could hire a company um to could who could run the name search and then the, the, what we've seen a lot in, with expansion teams is uh they they have the, that could have a poll on their website uh, get millions of, of votes to see what the name should be that the the um, the crowd search is the best way to do it. I think the fans should be involved in it. Uh, would not surprise me if that's done. But the, the Redskins, so they released a statement. They're not that far along yet. This is to they, by the way, they they say they're going to review the the whole situation. They're not going to have any choice here because they're going to lose so many millions of dollars if Daniel Snyder doesn't change it. He, it's all about money with the ownership, and it's going to change eventually. Whether it's sooner or later, it's going to change. Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Also, read him on Inside the Birds and the Inside the Birds podcast is where you can hear him. Find him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. So we saw what happened with Major League Baseball, Players Union, and the league going back and forth and how many games, blah, blah, blah. Well, what's going to happen with the preseason? Because the NFLPA is saying they don't want any preseason games. NFL votes to say that we're going to have two. How is this going to play out over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, and that's got to get done here because, I, I you know, I'm talking to coaches just, Dan, just about every day and 
it's the first time these guys have ever been involved with training camp, but they have no idea what their schedule is going to be like. Um, they don't really know how many days they're going to have, and they're just up in the air on terms of uh, really how long training camp will be. Now, here's what we do know. Here's what we could take to the bank. All teams will start on the 28th. Rookies report the 21st. Uh, the Eagles, by the way, we reported on Inside the Birds, uh, our podcast, that the Eagle coaches are actually going to be in the area. They're told to be in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area, wherever they live. And they're going to go, f- uh, before the, player, the, the rookies come in, they're going to go through a self-quarantine period before they get in the building. Um, they want to make sure everybody's uh, you know, up to date here and making sure they're healthy. But uh, when it comes to the preseason, Dan, yeah, he, he, and, and we, I wrote about this for my website, InsideTheBirds.com. I said, basically, coaches have told him, particularly one, gave me this great quote. He said, the, the preseason, George could relate to this, is really for the younger players. He said it's akin to the NBA Summer League. It's for the first and second year players. The veterans don't need preseason, according to this coach, has been in the league a long time. And I think, too, it's the smartest thing. Uh, but there's nothing official because the PA is actually against it. And as a matter of fact, when the story came out this week that it was going to be cut from four to two, um, several players said, "Wait a minute, we might one zero or one." And then they had the vote that said they don't want any. Uh, no, there's nothing official. We're going to get so. We're, uh, here's what it's going to happen. We're going to get something official this week, one way or the other. In ter- uh, especially more training camp rules. And then the other thing is, uh, guys, for the fall in terms of having fans, you could forget about uh, capacity. The Packers were already told their, fa- their their season ticket holders that. They want to be anywhere close to capacity, just a matter of how much the league lets in. Um, so what do you think that the league's plan is in terms of, like, what is an acceptable number of either uh, positive tests, uh, you, you know, some players getting super sick in terms of the season actually finishing after it starts? Yeah, they don't know that, but but what they're working on first of all, because that's that's the long range issue. That's you know, if you when you're planning for the season, that's that's they, I mean, it's certainly on their mind. But the big one is, what will they do if a team has an outbreak? Will they re, you obviously would have to reschedule the game? Uh, will they just cancel it that week? What's the number of players? And then the other thing is, guys, they they have to figure out what's the roster size for training camp now. There, there's a debate on how many players they want to have, and then what do you do with those 10 to 20 players that you're not going to let participate in training camp? Are you just going to work them out on the side? How are you going to handle that? Uh, that that's, that's something that the NFLPA and NFL has got to figure out, and that's going to happen this week. They're going to figure out what the roster size is in training camp. Right now they're up to 90. Not every team's at 90. Some teams are at 80. Some teams are at 85. Most are around 90, but they've got to figure it out because the worst thing that could happen if you start cutting late-round draft picks or undrafted free agents who you were counting on to compete for roster spots, now you may not have them. So they have to figure out what's the fairest way to do that. He's Adam Kaplan. Find him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. All right, uh, George and I were just debating. I teased that we were going to uh, to let you have your say. George and I each came up with three MVP candidates for the upcoming <laughs> NFL season. We agreed on one of them. We both had Russell Wilson. He had Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes. Vegas has them as the odds-on favorite. I put Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray in there with uh, along with Russell Wilson. 
How would you as- assess those MVP groupings? And is there anybody that we are missing that could be making an MVP push? That yeah, I'm going to. This one's going to probably be surprising because he's changing teams. That's Tom Brady. That's going to be one of them. Uh, here's the, the reason why they're going to be a better football team because Brady will not turn the ball over like Jameis Winston did. Winston had one of the strangest seasons I've ever seen in my life. I've called the bad 30 for 30. It's not that you don't want to have 30 picks and 30 plus touchdowns, but uh, Brady will not take those type of chances. He'll be more judicious with the football. Uh, he'll be one of my preseason candidates. I, I, I vote in a couple of preseason polls, so um, I would say he's one. When you mentioned Kyler Murray, for, for rookie standards, he did a nice job. He's got a long way to go. They don't have enough talent on defense. I don't think they're going to be a very good football team, to be honest with you. I think they're a 6 or 7 win team. Love the Russell Wilson one. How could you not? And here's the thing, though. I know internally talking to the Seahawks, they're hoping that uh, it's really Pete Carroll's call, that he loosens the reins a little bit because they've got – I mean, when you look at uh, Metcalf, their, their rookie receiver last year, the second rounder was terrific, and Tyler Lockett, and they're loaded at tight end. They, they need to throw the ball. Give Russell Wilson a chance to throw the football more. Uh, that's a hope there, but I, I love the Russell Wilson pick. Uh, my my uh, my other MVP candidate would be uh, Lamar Jackson. I'll say this much: he didn't look great in the the, the the postseason. He's been unbelievable in the regular season. I mean, tell, how can you not love watching him play? I, I, the key here is with Greg Roman, their offensive coordinator, who also coached Colin Kaepernick in 2012 when they made it to the Super Bowl. Roman's one of the smartest guys in the league. He always has something different. But your defensive coordinators always tell me, we figure everybody out. I'm very interested to see what the next act here is for Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator for the Ravens, because in the playoffs, Lamar Jackson has not done nearly as well. In fact, he's not played well at all. And your hope here is that Roman's got something else for him, because the defense is going to have something for the Ravens. But, man, Roman's always one step ahead of the defenses. Oh, man, it's just great to talk actual football. And yeah. I know that there's a lot up yeah. in the air, but it's a great way to uh, distract us. Adam, we appreciate the time. Be safe. Hope you had a great fourth, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. Adam Kaplan at Kaplan NFL, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast. He also writes for the Eagles blog, the Inside the Birds. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Beyer on Foxes. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, can George Reister be perfect in back-to-back weeks? We'll find out. After Ralph Irvin gives us the latest of what's happening here on this Sunday. Ralph, what is going on? Continue to race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And right now, 51 laps in on the NASCAR Cup circuit. William Byron has the lead, followed by Eric Jones, Austin Dillon, Chase Elliott, and Kevin Harvick rounding out the top five. Again, they are 51 laps into a scheduled 160 after an earlier weather delay. Bryson DeChambeau wins the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit, Michigan, finishing 23 under par, 7 under for the final round. He was Dan Byer-esque on the final hole with a 367-yard drive, just 110 yards in for the <laughs> approach shot. It was Ralph, you know that is not Dan Byer-esque. You know that for a fact. <laughs> I've seen you bomb it. So he was absolutely bombing it today. Finished three strokes ahead of Matthew Wolf, who was the third round leader. And we have uh, some interesting developments in UFC where Jorge Masvidal has agreed to fight on short notice. 
He will step in and take on Kamaru Usman for the welterweight title, UFC 251, and that will be on Saturday in Abu Dhabi. The two fighters in Las Vegas today for COVID-19 testing. They will then go into isolation, and if they test negative, then it's off to Fight Island for Saturday's event. Did you know that right now Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit geico.com to learn more. As we send it back to Dan Beyer and will he be Mr. Perfection once again? It's George Reister. Well, Ralph, you will uh, want to stick around because you're going to be one of the uh, possible lifelines. We'll see if George even needs it. It is Fox Sports Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. Our technical producer today is Roberto Flores. He will be alongside us as well as George tries to go a perfect 10 for 10 as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier it's a game where i give george a topic he doesn't have to give me all the right answers he just has to give me some of them and if he can total up the 10 points in our four topics then it's a perfect game george are you ready to play easy as one two three four I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. All right, there it is. By the way, uh, Gavin Kinzel, our executive producer, working remotely today. A huge tip of the cap to Gavin uh, for his work and keeping in constant contact. He's not going to be able to participate. So, Ralph and Roberto, you're going to be George's two lifelines if he needs you. Are you ready to go? Yes. All right, here we go. George. Hey, hold on. Hey, okay. hey, hey. Y'all better come through if if I need y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pressure, though. No pressure. All right. <laughs> All right, George. Name one of the two NBA expansion teams that came into the league in 1989, the 1989-1990 season. Name one of the two NBA expansion teams. I am going to go with the... You wait, 1998, right? I'm sorry, no, 80, 89. Yeah, 89, 90. So they've played their first game in the fall of 1989. The Orlando Magic. All right. Is that your final answer? Yes. Roberto, ring that bell for me, will you? That is correct. Orlando Magic. Oh, dude, I was yep. nervous. I was nervous because I couldn't remember because they because the Magic and the Timberwolves, I know, came in around the same time as the yep. Hornets and the Heat, and I always mix up which ones came in <laughs> in that order. Very, very good. It was kind of a spin on the, you know, the Orlando bubble, so let's bring the Orlando Magic in. Timberwolves as well, and you were right. The Hornets and Heat actually came in the year prior, and then, what, five, six years later? Later, it was the Grizzlies, Grizzlies and Raptors that came into the NBA. Yep. All right. The one for one. Uh, let's see it. Name two of three 
players in Major League Baseball that have also won the American League Most Valuable Player Award since Mike Trout won his first in 2014. Of course, Mike Trout, not sure if he's going to play in the shortened Major League Baseball season. Trout has won three MVPs, with the first being in 2014. Who have won the three others? I need to know two of them, George Reister. Dude, this is easy work. You right. got big, big, because one of them now plays for my favorite team which is Mookie Betts and you have the other one who is the, the reason why I remember it is because I don't like this dude and, and we just found out he's a cheater too in Jose Altuve all right uh, Roberto you want to do me a favor can you ring that baby twice for me there it is show me Mookie Betts and Jose Altuve the other one Josh Donaldson of the, oh, uh, my Lord. I said, dude, I'm glad you didn't ask for all three. I would have been <laughs> in trouble. Uh, we give you a little leeway here on Easy as one, two, three, four. All right, George, uh, on the college football, name three of the four SEC schools that have never appeared in the SEC conference title game. In college football, there are four schools in the SEC that have never appeared in the conference title game. I need three of them. I'm going to go with this is easy work. I'm going to go with Texas A&M because they are new. I'm going to go with Missouri. Wait, actually, no, no, no. Missouri wasn't it. Uh, so I need three. So I Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, and uh, I'm going to go with Missouri. Okay. Jeez. Are, you don't want to uh, use I've, the guys? You good on that? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, uh, did Google just uh you you looking no, at Google? No, What's I'm the deal? St- I'm staying I'm staying with what I'm staying with. Same with my what answer. you got. Yeah. All right. Even though I think the Missouri answer is wrong, but okay. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, with that attitude, you're going to be right one way or the one way or another. I would love to ring the bell, but unfortunately, can't do it this time. Roberto, given the bad news, Texas A&M was correct. Vandy was correct. Missouri was not. Missouri, I I think, appeared in it twice. Yeah. Even in the recent history. I should have went with... Then I would go with Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky was one of them. I knew it because they stink. And and, uh, Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss Rebels, uh, the other school that has not appeared in the SEC title game. See, I figured that they may have at some point in time because they – you know, the SEC title game's been been around for a while, and I just figured, yeah. like, they would have lucked up and got in with, like, Robert Kim Kimdichie or something, at least one of those years, but I wasn't sure. Did not oh. happen. And there I goes- knew the Missouri answer was wrong. <laughs> there goes the perfect game, but you've still got an opportunity to get a respectable score. You've got five points so far out of six. Finally, Name four of the five Jacksonville Jaguars all-time rushing leaders. Your former team, I need to know four of the five all-time rushing leaders with the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is easy work, brother. I I played with two of them in Fred Taylor and Maurice Jones-Drew. I'm going to go with uh, their other big-time running back, which was – he didn't play that long, though. Wait, actually, no, I think – Leonard Fournette, I mean, granted, like, he's only played a very short time, but I'm going to go with him. 
and maybe the only other two running backs whose names I can even remember are Natron Means and James Stewart. And, uh, but Natron Means was more in San Diego. I'm going to go with James Stewart. All right. Are those your final answers? This, by the way, was my favorite question of the of the four. The last two where I really, really enjoyed the SEC and the yeah. I'm 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 gonna go with those. I'm pretty solid on three out of four, but the the fourth one is not all right. Fred Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew, Leonard Fournette, and James Stewart is who you're going with, and not Natron Means, right? Yes. Ring that bell, Roberto. Four for four out of those. Would you have put Natron means fifth is my next question. Because you got Fred Taylor, you got MJD, you got Fournette, you got James Stewart. That would have been wrong. Means is 10th. What? This is my favorite stat. Okay, this is my favorite stat with the Jaguars. Three of the franchise's top eight rushers are quarterbacks. Mark Brunel was fifth. Blake Bortles is seventh. David oh Garrard is dude. eighth. Yes. The team is not that old. The team is not that old. TJ Yeldon was sixth. Are so you that tells me? you. Yes, TJ Yeldon, 1,872 yards was sixth. But in this question, Mark Brunel would have been an acceptable answer. Very dude, good job. Mine's I, an acceptable score. So that means I played with three of the five <laughs> leading rushers because Mark Brunel was there. My last, my first year in Jacksonville was his last year in Jacksonville. That's funny. Uh, I'm going to throw that one out on Twitter. Great job, George. Nine today here on Fox Sports Radio. And you didn't even use the guys, so you gave them the day off this week. That's You didn't need Ralph. You didn't need Roberto. Well, you you, uh, you uh, hit on some things that were right in my wheelhouse today. And the the SEC one, dude, I'm disappointed in myself. Oh, it's all right. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Bayer on Foxes. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It was a 4th of July unlike any other. We talk about it next year on Fox. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Dan Beyer and I am George Reister. It is July 5th and it is my sister's birthday. So I wanted to shout her out. Ayana, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Love you so much. Um, but yesterday was the 4th. And but it seems like we have been having the Fourth of July for the last what like month 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 and a half. <laughs> Why is everybody lighting fireworks uh, fireworks off in your neighborhood too? Because they they've loved it where I live. It's been like a week uh, ramp up to be honest. 
I can't figure out where. Okay, so probably like maybe like three weeks ago, I first noticed. I was like, "Why? What the hell? Where are people? Somebody's lighting up fireworks?" Then it was night after night. It doesn't bother me like it bothers some other people because it's not people in my immediate neighborhood, so it's not super loud. But I'm just like, "Where are these people getting all these fireworks from?" (laughs) You know? Oh, I love the states where fireworks are illegal, yet there's fireworks stores everywhere. You're like, "How does this?" thing work out i have like i realized i had a threshold last night and i saw so much on twitter george of people saying like uh the uh, all the fireworks shows are shut down but everybody else is having them like i always think that people have always had illegal fireworks and the basic point of shutting the fireworks show down this year was just so people wouldn't get together which i think i think in some places people did take that into account but my threshold is 11 o'clock like anything before 11 because they usually start at around nine o'clock uh 9 15 maybe go you know up until 10 but after 11 like then i get mad i can hear a loud firecracker at you know 10 20 and i laugh but after 11 i turn into grumpy old man and I'm, i've had enough of it <laughs> get off my lawn seriously it's like what are you doing you had your time my, my buddy gets them in bulk from mexico and he sl- and he sells them out really the- roberto yeah. wow yeah. see see i need to holler at your buddy you got oh yeah, yeah. I, I used to i used to always put on a fireworks show in my neighborhood in jacksonville so fireworks aren't illegal there so i would buy thousand two thousand bucks worth of fireworks and put on my own show in my i mean like the like the uh the, the mortars that shoot hundreds or thousand feet feet in the air that's what i was getting like the the 120 200 piece ones that go all the way, dude. I loved it so oh, yeah, much. Those are awesome. Kids in the neighborhood did too. I had a great oh. fireworks show in my neighborhood. Really? Yeah, dude. And did you see the videos of East LA? Oh yeah. I was like East was LA, like, East San Fernando Valley. Man, they got fireworks galore. I see. I love it. And I love the spirit. I just want. I just want to know how long that. Like, what is the stockpile of fireworks like? How long can they keep going off every night? I, I tell you, I love it up till 11. And I guarantee we're going to get another whole week of this. I, there, is, there is no doubt in my mind that there will be fireworks tonight, and I'll come back next week and report it to you guys. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Is there too much of a good thing on the PGA Tour? We'll tell you next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. NASCAR Cup Series action continues at Indianapolis, where there has been a fire on the track, and they have stopped 76 laps out of 160. Currently, Chase Elliott in the lead, followed by Denny Hamlin, Matt D. Benedetto, Kevin Harvick, and Matt Kenseth rounding out the top five. But again, they are currently in a delay as they clean up from a fire on the track of the car of Eric Jones. Earlier, Bryson DeChambeau, the winner at the Detroit Country Club, 23 under par, 7 under par for his final round, finishing three shots ahead of Matthew Wolf. The NFLPA offering a proposal limiting preseason roster sizes to just 80 players. That's a reduction of 10 players per team as they head to training camp. Ralph Irvin. We are (laughs) 
Glad to have you with us on this Sunday as we're coming to you live for the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, big thanks to Gavin Kinzel, who's producing today's show with George and myself, technical producer. Mad props go to Roberto Flores. And you heard Ralph Irvin at the news desk giving all the latest. In fact, we'll hear from Ralph at the bottom of the hour with what else is going on. And he'll also join us for our other uh, new game, our segment that we like to play along, Prime Choice or standard that comes up in about 30 minutes or so you heard ralph in the update mentioned george that bryson DeChambeau, the winner of the rocket mortgage classic i just don't think that that is going to be the highlight or the thing that maybe we remember most about this win that he had on the pga tour and we've talked so much about bryson DeChambeau's long drives his bulked up frame just how far he's hitting the golf ball but on yesterday's third round action at the detroit golf club DeChambeau uh, had some work to do on the seventh hole, got a bit frustrated and uh, coming out of a bunker, took his club, kind of slashed at the uh, the sand, said a couple of words, all while a cameraman ended up following his actions. Then following the hole, George, he ended up having a confrontation, if you will. I don't know if it's a confrontation because I don't think the cameraman was saying anything, but it was more of a discussion, uh, maybe a one-sided discussion from Bryson DeChambeau to the cameraman who was not happy with the amount of coverage that he got. And then after the round, he was asked about it by Will Gray from the Golf Channel, and DeChambeau basically said that right now he feels that when you videotape someone that it isn't fair to them and their brand to have a camera basically on them um, for every second uh, after something good or bad happens. I'm paraphrasing for what he said, but Bryson DeChambeau did not like the extra camera coverage given by the cameraman after yesterday's third round. And, and George, I'm really curious in your thoughts on all of this because on Twitter, and I follow a lot of golf writers, and there wasn't one person that said, you know what, Bryson is right. But those people also don't have the perspective of what it's like to be an athlete when good and bad happens. So when you hear Bryson DeChambeau confront a cameraman, talk about um, the need for privacy at some times during these events, is there anything valid that he brought up in, in those comments about what happened yesterday? Hell no. Okay, there cry we go. Me, All right. Cry <laughs> me a river. Cry me a river of, of your sadness tears. Uh, I will play you the smallest violin in the world nobody cares bro try being tiger woods try being phil mickelson uh mcelroy any of uh, any of the guys think think about it he's used to he's upset about a bad shot imagine if you are a top flight golfer who's followed around and somebody used to be able to call in and say violations sure, on sure. you <laughs> sure <laughs> Dude, he's used to living a life of anonymity, having some space. Well, welcome to being in the front of the pack, buddy. It, it It is okay. Nobody cares. And truthfully, it's not bad for your brand to get upset. People no longer have an expectation for their athletes to be perfect. Tiger Woods is one of the last ones. That's why you see NBA football player, even Tom mm-hmm. Brady, like he he talks about his wife was told told him uh, that that he wasn't pulling his weight in his family. Like he publicly said that that you getting upset it just shows that you care. It it'd be different if you like. 
kick the kick the dog or or hit a dog with your club or yeah. something. No, you just got upset. Now, if you can't regroup, then yes, we're going to talk about you. It's bad for your brand because you're weak minded. But if it is anything else, you're fine. There's there there's so much truth to what you're saying and and what I what I find interesting is first of all you know Bryson DeChambeau uh, is in contention but also realistically Bryson DeChambeau has kind of been the story in golf over these last three or four weeks for what he's doing and it's not a one way street sorry you know to to your point when when you're in golf and and it's funny too because. Yeah, the the criticism, and I'm a huge golf guy. I I love the sport. I love to play it. I love to follow it. But the criticism that that I heard, and especially George, after Tiger won the Masters in 2019, everyone wanted to get on the PGA Tour, and in and everybody wanted to get on their case for not promoting more stars. Well, it's pretty difficult to follow when one of the top five maybe biggest athletes of all time or the most popular athletes of all time you know just carried your sport for 20 years it's difficult to have someone else go and continue to carry that torch it's you can't prop up stars like that's the thing about it is that you can't pump them up they they naturally occur and people are gravitated to them i mean look at Look at who I would say, if you take away Tiger Woods right now, the biggest star, I believe the most intriguing person in golf, but besides obviously Phil, Phil Mickelson, because he's very popular too, is Brooks Kapka. Mm-hmm. And that is because the dude's got muscles. He wins. He's mentally strong. Like he has all the hallmarks of a, of a, like a, a cash cow in terms of endorsements and all of that, but you have to win at a high level. The only way to be a superstar in sports is to either just be a person who's wildly popular outside of your, your sport for some other things or be the best in your sport. The, those are the only two options. Well, the, and that's what makes Bryson's comment so surprising is because it, you mentioned Brooks Kepka. You know, you also mentioned Rory McIlroy earlier. I think that you could put Rory in the conversation. But Bryson, well, if, if Rory the, won more. Yeah, if, if he did. But he's still he's still an amazing talent and he's yep. still a, a name that you are going to watch if he is on, maybe it, it's never going to get to the level the, that Tiger draws in. But I think that there are names. And that's the point about Bryson is Bryson is doing things on the golf course that nobody has really seen because of how much he has bulked up and how far he is hitting the golf ball. And what's amazing in all of this is we sit there and, we, you know, like you're the PGA Tour and you're professional golf and you're trying to gain interest and you're trying to do other to to do other things to maybe promote other guys to try to grow the game. And now he comes out and says, I don't want to be filmed when I'm hitting a bad shot because it hurts his brand. No, there's there's the re- the reason that the camera was on you on the seventh hole is because of everything that came with it. And 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 the the greatness that he has played with over the last couple of weeks. It is so not a one-way street, and that's Correct. what's got to be frustrating with golf is you're trying to prop up more people, and you know what? The emotion of that moment may actually bring some people in or be like, oh, well, that that guy's a hothead, even if fair or unfair, but you may watch him more, and for him to push back on that is just such a bad move for everyone involved. It's, la- it's lame, and truth be, be, be told, don't we do... do 
yes, we celebrate the hole in ones. We celebrate the, the Eagles. We celebrate the amazing shots, but isn't like the, the charm of the best golfers when, when Phil hits it in, in the trees and then he like <laughs> bends it like Beckham around I mean, yes. or he tries some oddball shot. Some of them, some of them uh, hit the green and you're like, wow, that was amazing. And some of them fly and, and hit a fan. But isn't that what people want to uh, see? They don't want to see your, oh, oh, I hit 98% of my, my, my greens in regulation. I hit all, all, all my fairways. No, like that's not intriguing. People want drama. They want to see you hit the ball in, in, in the water and then come back and then and, and hole out. That's what they want to see. It, it, it this young Deshambo, D- D- he's clearly very talented, but he's soft. He's the guy who who cries and complains because somebody is yelling in in, in his backswing or makes too much noise. And Tiger Woods had to deal with it for for years. And if you're and if you want to be a star, if you want to be a winner. You don't have a choice. The fame comes with it and you have to be able to deal with it, even if you don't like it. And nobody wants to hear you crying about winning one point three five million dollars about a camera being in your in your face. Get out of here. Take your money, hit your golf balls and say whatever you got to say to the media, whether it's about uh, whatever it is. Just don't get to complaining. No, we don't want to hear it. In 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 a in a in a weird way, I would have I would have been uh, a little okay with Bryson's comment if he was like he wasn't respecting my six feet, you know. But like Bryson went out of his way to not only like break social distancing orders, but to also then verbally dress down a cameraman who, by the way, is there doing his job and probably would rather be home with his family and be isolated and not do his thing. That you know, like it's it, it's just, just it was so bad all the way around. And there's just no way to get around it. And and to think, you know, that that you can sit there and and it can hurt your brand. Like, Dude, oh that's imagine, what this is that's what this oh if, I'm sorry. This is a, hurting your brand. Yeah, right. Get out of here imagine how this dude is going to perform when he actually gets some real pressure on him when the when when the big boys are back in the uh, fight when the uh when a major comes up in a month at the pga championship yeah yeah, and and there's well or or when there's a crowd and somebody yells in your backswing somebody goes get in the get in the hole like dude i i just i just have disdain for soft athletes, for people who complain about stuff that is just a little bit uncomfortable. It, yeah. it, it is A-OK. The dude is following you around with a camera. You can't talk about what's good or bad for your brand while you are on the course. Like, because you have control over your actions. So you can't blame. I, that, that's the case of blaming somebody else for something you did. Like no nobody asked yeah. nobody told you to act a fool after you <laughs> hit a bad shot. Oh, you're filming. It's your fault. No, it's your fault for doing what you did. Just just go play, and people will people attach themselves. Damn, like we we've seen this in over the last few probably last decade, especially people attach themselves and gravitate to authenticity. They can deal with you being, I mean, look, look yeah. at Russell Wilson. He's a little, I'm sorry, Russell Westbrook. He's a little bit bristly. He's a little bit of a jerk, 
But people like him because they admire how hard he plays. And they, they're like, that's just who he is. He's going to give you everything that he has night in and night out. What they don't like is the fake. If you're trying to be fake, people will see through it. And you're trying to protect your brand. People will see through it. You can control your brand off the court, but you cannot control it on the court. You just have to just be authentically who you are. He tried to say, and the quote is, I feel like when you're videoing someone and you catch Tiger at a bad time, you show him accidentally doing something or someone else. They're just frustrated because they really care about the game. It could really hurt them if they catch you at a potentially vulnerable time. What That's they, the quote. Have the they ever, show. has Tiger ever or Phil ever been hurt for even oh, cussing on the course? I'll, I'll tell you what, Tiger, because Tiger was followed so much, you would hear so many f bombs from Tiger because there were mics every like everybody was following him, and then after a while, some of the TV had to learn like, okay, we can't always do this, and it's not like Tiger hit bad shots where he was saying it all the time. He just he would say it, and he was very very prone to saying it, and he even he it dialed back on it. So yeah, so like yeah, those those open mics catch you, but to take zero responsibility and then to double down by saying it's hurting your brand is just uh, yeah, it's it's oh, it's no. absolutely absurd. On a side note, he just finished and won, finished uh, minus 23 yeah, on the tournament. 23 on and, the- and I will tell you this. I that when when I see scores like that, I do appreciate how good he was at the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. But that makes me think that I should be that means that I need to be playing at Detroit golf club <laughs> if the pros can finish minus 23 that's the place i need to be uh no but unfortunately neither you nor i could hit the ball like uh has been striking it it's it's and that's what's really unfortunate about it is because he's really been the story the last month when golf returned and now i think this is going to overshadow it a bit he's george reister i'm dan buyer get george on twitter at george reister i'm at dan buyer on foxes we're coming to you live from the geico fox sports radio studios 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote could a boycott be coming for your favorite sport we'll tell you next year on fox sports sunday There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. It was all a dream. But you know what's not a dream is that we are coming to you live from the Geico's Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that right now, Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit Geico.com to learn more. Um, Speaking of learning more, the NFL learned a lot from what happened with Colin Kaepernick and the other players kneeling back in 2016. And uh, there was a a supposed boycott that was going to kill the NFL revenues and show them a lesson, teach them a lesson. Um, But what the NFL actually learned is is that those quote-unquote protesters and boycotters actually had no impact on the bottom line. And that's why now when you have people who are upset about the Washington Football Club potentially changing their name from the Redskins to uh, to something else, they will see 
that that's why the league is doing it. I'm George Reister. He's Dan Beyer. And you guys are listening to Fox Sports Sunday. Dan, so where do you stand on this with the NFL boycott? People saying that they want to boycott the NFL because they're upset about the name changes. And do you think that it will happen, that it will have any impact or anything like that? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because it was even – even before the the name changes came up, when Roger Goodell made his statement admitting that the NFL was wrong, and not and they didn't go into specifics, but I think that still we thought like, wow, that's a pretty big step for the NFL. George, I even heard you know a, a few rumblings then, but what was so surprising to me was on how it's only stayed a rumbling. Like there wasn't there there wasn't an overwhelming, uh, in my mind, movement to boycott the NFL again, and I will go back to just even three years ago. You know when Colin Kaepernick is taking taking a knee, or when Colin Kaepernick is trying to get into the NFL, and and you're wondering what teams are doing on the sidelines. I went to a grocery store about two minutes from where I live. And, you know, it's it's hot in the Santa Clarita Valley, so it gets very, very warm. But I saw a guy with his, you know, sunscreen for his windshield, George, that had the NFL and it had a circle and a line through it. He was done and he wanted everybody to know it. And I was like, wow. And we would talk about TV ratings and we would do all that stuff. I, th- I, I think that this is th- what we've got now is nothing compared to what it was three years ago. Um, I think that there is a rumbling, but I just don't think it's going to come to fruition, whether it be because the the takes are so preposterous or there's just not the backing for it. I think that there was a stronger backing three years ago for these people to to boycott the National Football League and want nothing to do with the NFL. I don't think that that backing is there anymore. I think we're going to continue to hear rumblings, but I don't think it's going to be anything like we saw in 2017. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday here on Fox yeah. Sports Radio. You got you, you, we got you George? Yeah, okay. you Yeah, the numbers don't support that. Like they don't support that the that the quote-unquote boycott of 2017 actually really existed. When you when when you look at the NFL ratings. So, 2010 uh, 2010, 2011 uh, were over 17 million per per game. Uh, 16 something in 2012, and then 17, 17, 17 through 2015. 2016, 16, five, and this is where the people will tell you that the that the boycott that it was so impactful. Still 14.9, almost 15 million people watched every single game. And that was when? <laughs> what year was that? 2017. Okay. Right. And that was also the year when court, around that time is when cord cutting first started. So you had a bunch of people eliminating their TV providers and going into streaming. And you also had NFL ticket available on on devices as well. Mm-hmm. So when people were at their their kids' baseball, football games on Sundays, like I would be, I would be watching on my phone and I wouldn't be counted in, in ratings. Sure. So you still have 15 million people, 2018, 15, 8, and 2019, 16, 16, 5 again, same as it was in 2016 b- before any kneeling started. 
So, and there is also like, but there's also Nielsen has changed their ratings, the way that they count things, all, all, all of that stuff has happened in, in the meantime. So I, I would, and when you look at the NFL revenues on the back end too, NFL revenues have gone up every single year, at least from 2001 to 2019. You're talking about the league going from $4 million to $4 billion a year all the way up to over $15 billion. The money has not been affected and they're expecting a bigger TV contract next time. So granted, wow. people can say that they're boycotting all they want to. But if you but like we saw with Daniel Snyder, if there is no impact on the money, it didn't happen. I think that, and I saw something, and I, and I don't want to say because I can't remember wh- what sport it was, but there was a sport recently where uh, prior to a match, uh, a team knelt, uh, you know, took a knee, and a couple of players did not kneel. Yeah, and and George, and and I, and I wish I had it, and if I, I'd look it up right now, but I'd be completely distracted from the show. But the whole point that just came up into my mind is. That's what I think we would see in 2020. It was the opposite just three years ago of of the headlines of it was Colin Kaepernick takes a knee, Eric Reed takes a knee, Malcolm Jenkins takes a knee. Like that was the headlines. I think in 2020 it's going to be the absolute reverse if anybody stands or if anybody does. I think that's going to be the headline. So I just don't think that the, the, the boycott, which your numbers say didn't even really occur, which – is is very intriguing that that I, I just don't I don't think that there's going to be a voice and I don't think there's going to be any effect on the National Football League. Yeah. With it, you know, and I, I just, mean, because because people would would also tell you, oh, like when when Nike made the Kaepernick ad in 2012, they they said, oh, it'll they're they're, they're going to crush the, their stock price is going to fall. People are going to go buy other shoes. Republican b- buy sneakers too. No, everybody buys sneakers, and they and truthfully they don't really care. They want the sneakers that they want. The it, it, it's almost like people saying that they're gonna that they're gonna boycott Hannity. They're gonna boycott Tucker Carlson. Yeah, okay, try try doing it. People are still watching it. You know what I mean? Like if you don't yeah. have an effect on the money, you can say you're boycotting, you can call them all type of names that you want to call them on Twitter, but unless you affect the money, you you have no impact. I can I can, you know, when you t- when it comes to ratings, George, I get like a political year in election year because uh, you know, it, it takes over everything you know it takes over a lot of stuff so i could like if there was a dip i could be like okay maybe people were just really into the election or they were in politics or they were doing that sort of thing but otherwise yeah i i mean with those with those numbers yeah i i don't i don't think that the nfl is worried about any boycotts and, and i think that the boycotts uh this time around um not only do they not have a backing I, I just I think that you're going to uh, there, there's just not going to be enough people to support it to make any difference. And who knows, maybe in the name change of, uh, you know, the, the Washington Redskins, maybe in those changes, you will see an increase and you will see more people maybe take part. I'm not sure. I don't know about that, but I don't think we're going to see the dip that you say never occurred. Yeah, don't no. think so. No, people there will be people who will be be mad, but those likely aren't diehard fans anyway, because the uh, people who use sports to escape and are really diehard fans, 
like you could you can't do anything really true truthfully truthfully as a Seattle Seahawks fan you are a diehard Seahawks fan mm-hmm. what could the Seahawks do to make you stop watching football <laughs> that would I mean really yeah yeah like it would have to be really offensive to me personally you know and, and then mean, you would probably just change teams you yeah. wouldn't just throw football away <laughs> true very yeah you're right I would be like well, you know, the Titans don't seem to have a lot of fans. Yeah, like that would be – yeah, that, that's that's essentially what it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Wow, Dan Byer changing teams? No. <laughs> and I am not one of those guys, by the way, that has a second favorite team. I've never understood that. So oh, even, yeah, if, even if they really offended me, you know, uh, yeah, it would. Be, I would look to do something else or, I'd, you know, maybe just focus more on college football. Oh, I'm definitely like second. Yeah. I'm second yeah. favorite team guy. Are you really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, interesting. For a guy that played, is it because of the the teams that you played for, or is it the guy, the people that you no, know? No, I, I do not. I do not have a college. I do not have a college second favorite team. But yeah, when it comes that. to the pros, yeah. Oh yeah. I because I don't have that connection to the Jaguars, even though I I like the team and all that. I don't have that. Like I had a negative experience with Jack Del Rio on the way out. Okay. So it kind of destroyed some of that, you know, that, that team camaraderie that, yeah. that you have and it's a business. So it's different in the pros than it is in college. Interesting. But you, who is your, do you have a favorite NFL team as a, as a former player? Do you <laughs> actually have one? No, no, no. I, I cheer, I cheer for players, buddy. Yeah, I was that's a, what I figured. Yeah, guys, I'm, you know, yeah, yeah, and the guys that I like, you know, and so, but, but I'll tell you all my teams. All right, all right. Can we, uh, can we? Uh, well, well, let's do this. Let's get the news update from Ralph. Ralph's going to stick around. We're going to play some games. Last segment, you can lay the teams on us. How about that? All right, we'll all right. Do. He's he's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Ralph Irvin is here to provide us the latest of what is going on. What is happening, Ralph? We have a race going on in Indianapolis. NASCAR Cup Series continues. 96 out of 160 laps completed at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And Kevin Harvick is atop the leaderboard, followed by Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Matt D. Benedetto, and Austin Dillon rounding out the top five. Again, they have finished 97 now of 160 laps. At Indy earlier, Bryson DeChambeau gets the win on the PGA Tour, finishing at 23 under par in Detroit. A nice seven under par round today to finish three shots ahead of Matthew Wolf in getting the victory. And news from, yes, the Milwaukee Bucks, the top team in the NBA, shutting down its facility due to concerns over coronavirus and everyone testing Negatively, they want to make sure everyone does that. It will stay closed until the team goes to Central Florida on Wednesday. That's just happening today. And Jorge Masvidal, he agrees to uh, take on Kamara Usman for the welterweight title at UFC 251. Both fighters testing for COVID-19 today. As long as they both test negative, then they will be on their way to Fight Island in Abu Dhabi to fight on Saturday, so just less than a week away, and they're going to have this fight. As we send it back now to Dan Beyer and George Reister. Glad to have you with us. You can find Ralph on Twitter at Ralph Irvin 
FSR giving us the latest of, of what is happening. Yeah, the Brickyard, it's quite different. Uh, the IndyCar race yesterday and then now the uh, NASCAR race, obviously with no fans, but keeping our eye on that one as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figure out which way is easier. We'll let Roberto uh, look to uh, strike up the band here in a sec. You can find George on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox, as George and I are with you up until the top of the hour. All right, this is Gavin Kindle, our executive producer, usually in studio, instead working remotely today, doing a fantastic job. But we're going to put the heavy lifting on presenting our game of prime choice and standard. We're putting it on the shoulders of Ralph Irvin uh, to give us, you know, the, the topics that you desire as an audience. All right, Ralph, what do we got today in our edition of prime choice in standard it's basically you know your your bench start and cut of a fox sports sunday we just do it in a different fashion what are the topics today well today's topics are streaming platforms and sports months Ooh, all right let's do streaming platforms first let's do that one all right what are our options today all right gentlemen prime choice and standard we have netflix hulu and amazon prime video Mm. Mm. George, would you like to go first in streaming platforms or in sports months? Which one would you like to go first? Uh, streaming platforms. Okay, all right. You could take this. Go ahead. What do you got? Prime choice and standard for those three. I am a cord cutter. I don't have cable television. I I actually have YouTube TV and Hulu TV. I also occasionally use uh, Amazon Prime, but I'm a huge Netflix watcher, too. So I'm going to go choice. I am going to go Amazon Prime because Amazon Prime, there's upgrades in the middle of it. And then you can't just because you have Amazon Prime with with Amazon, you don't get all the stations. It's kind of weird to me. So I am going Amazon Prime as the choice. I'm going Netflix as the wait. Standard. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm going prime number one. Yeah, yeah. Prime choice standard. I'm going with uh, Netflix as the choice, Amazon Prime as the standard, um, and as the prime. It is clear Hulu TV is the winner. They have the uh, Fox Sports regional networks. They have all the television channels that you could possibly want. Like I never like there's never anything that's not on there besides suits that I want to watch. It, yeah, wow. uh, yeah, I could I could do that. But as I do a, love Netflix, too. As a child of the uh, growing up in the 1980s, uh, born in the late 70s. I grew up on cable TV. It uh, let's put it this way: it raised me. Um, no, my mo- my mom raised me, but let's be real: TV had a big part of it. I cannot go anywhere. Uh, there is no way. I guarantee this: there is no in my life I will ever ever be a cord cutter. I am more of a cord adder. 
I, 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 it's the way that I was brought up. It's who I am. And for those reasons, I am not as much of a streaming freak as you are. But in my standard, I put Hulu. I don't even have a Hulu. I don't know. You need an account? Don't have one. I just remember Hulu was that's how I would try to find like old Saturday Night Live clips that weren't on YouTube. And it would always take you to Hulu. I don't have a Hulu account. I oh. do have an Amazon Prime account. So that allows me to get the the stuff on Amazon, but it's not readily available like my remote control is from my TV that has the Netflix button, George. So the Netflix is the numero uno, by far and away, the prime on my streaming options. There is, Hold on. Yeah. I'm confused. I'm confused. See, see, here is where you need a little bit of an edu- education, Dan, <laughs> oh. is that I was a... I grew up on television, cable television as well, and I was reluctant to change. But when you say streaming, you actually have access to all the channels that you have. Live television, recording. It's actually more easy for you to be mobile and watch everything that you normally do at the time you do. It's live. There's no tape delay, anything by switching either to YouTube TV or Hulu TV. So when, so it's not streaming the way that you think like it is with Netflix. No, you actually turn it on CBS. You turn it on NBC. You turn it on uh, ESP, uh, whatever See, channel that you want to watch. I have no idea about any of this because I have never once looked into it. That's That's how far... Like behind I am in the times when it comes to TV and cord cutting because it just never was ever going to be something that I that I did. Just I can't, you know. Maybe maybe I'll have to dabble, but I uh, this this actually was easy for me to to put in. We have Netflix on for you know programs here and there. Amazon maybe once in a while, but Hulu is an absolute zero right now. That could change. All right, what's our other topic, Ralph? Our other topic is sports months. All right. And the months that Gavin provided us were? March, April, and October. <laughs> hmm. Oh, man. I Gosh. I, I am a seasons guy. I love seasons, and there's something awesome about October. But I truly love the... I love oh, I the know rebirth gonna... of spring. I really oh, do. April the Masters. Here, here it goes. Here it goes. <laughs> oh man, this is this is going to be difficult. But you said it. You said it, George. I'm going to put April in the prime. Um, I I love March Madness, but I can't knock the NFL season back with college football. I'll put October as choice, and I'll put March, even though it's madness. I will put March as the standard. Man, I, I can't. I don't even think I agree with my own rankings. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's tough to pass the Masters. I'll put April, October, and March as the one, two, three. I am going in complete opposite direction <laughs> as you, buddy. Um, I am going with uh, April as the standard, even though it is the month of my birth and it is a wonderful month. Uh, but but there's I mean, aside from the masters, like you're already 
And this is assuming that baseball started in March. This is yeah, it's been in, pushed in, back. Yeah, now it's yeah. March like 29th ish. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so the MLB season, the the pomp and circumstance surrounding the opening day is already passed. You're kind of getting into the dog days of summer. Basketball, NBA playoffs haven't ramped up yet. So eh, April is standard. Uh, choice has to be March. March Madness. You get uh, baseball opening day. Yeah, yeah, there's some elements of things going go, going on. Yeah, but not super, super exciting. College basketball still going on. Uh, but October, October is absolutely awesome. You got the NFL, you have uh, baseball playoffs, and you have NBA. college football and yeah. Starting, yeah, and yeah. NBA starting back up, so you got more stuff going on. But but preseason bat basketball wasn't even going to count that because it's not actually a thing. <laughs> I will say this: um, I think we could be in the worst sporting month right now. July just doesn't have a lot to offer. I mean, oh yeah, it, it's. I mean, it, right think now about we'd, this. we'd be in the thick of maybe NBA free agency, but. You know, those last two weeks of, of July after the Open Championship would have been played, that's a tough one. Oh, yeah, and you're creeping up on, uh, well, uh, well, in the last couple of weeks you would have had the MLB All-Star Game. And think about that. It is the only sporting event of the big four here in the United States that there is, that the day after is the only day that there is no other sports. No other sports going on at all the day after the All-Star game. That uh, Usually there's sports news because of the NBA, like around that time. I've been in the business enough to know that. But, yeah, the, the anchors, they always wanted to take off that, uh, that Wednesday night because there were no games going on. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. We'll wrap this baby up. We get an inside look at the life of George Reister next year on Fox Sports Sunday. Ha, 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 ha. 
Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Glad to have you with us here on Sunday. You know, uh, thanks to Ralph Irvin, who manned the news desk, and Roberto Flores, our executive producer. Uh, I know Roberto's in for a long one, so hang in there, buddy. We appreciate the, the work tonight as we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. You know, earlier in the show, I asked Ralph Irvin about his college decision and the uh, if he was UCLA all the way, and that was pretty much the case. George, you when you decided to go to Oregon and, and play football for the Ducks, were there were there other schools in the running? How were you trying to narrow down your collegiate decision? Or, Oregon was not in the running, not even a little bit for me. I was had other schools I was going to. I was probably going to go to UCLA because I figured out that I didn't want to go all the way across the country to my favorite school at that point in time, which was Florida State. And so the Oregon coaches kept coming and giving information. I kept throwing it in my locker. They finally got a hold of my parents and they said, and uh, they said, we put some information together that you want to be interested in. Looked at it. And, well, actually, no. And uh, I didn't bring it home. And my dad finally said, George, you're you're going to take the bus to school instead of driving if you don't bring this information home. <laughs> so the next day I brought it home and they went over. They broke down my top five schools, all their high recruits who didn't go to the NFL, how many balls they didn't catch and all of that. And then so they got me up there on a trip. And it was the weekend before signing day. So it was that uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then uh, signing days on Wednesday. And I remember flying back with my parents. I was like, man, I was all upset. And, and mind you, Oregon wasn't what Oregon is yeah. now. We we made it into that. And he said, and and I said, my mom was like, why are you upset, George? I was like, because I should go to Oregon. And she was like, <laughs> I think you should, too. This is amazing. This is perfect, son. Uh, and and how to see how kids react to it. Now they're like, oh, no, I got an Oregon offer. I'm, I'm in there, buddy. Oh, but it feels good to build it, though, right? Yep. I mean, oh, no, I feel 90s. great about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Bellotti, uh yeah, the Bilotti era. That's uh, that. That's great stuff. Um, you're gonna lay on us your favorite teams. You wanted to, to lay this one down. Oh yeah. For us. So in All the right. NBA, it is the Lakers number one, number okay. one and number two. But my second favorite team is I love watching the Warriors, dude. Oh man, I love watching the Warriors with with all my heart and soul. Oh, this is possible. Uh, Jeez. Um, and the but if they were playing each other, I'm choosing the Lakers. But in the NFL, if Cap goes anywhere, I'm a fan of them and i like uh obviously marcus mariota russell wilson so i cheer for them all the time oh man your nba life must be really tough cheering for the lakers and warriors <laughs> boo hoo who feels sorry for you we'll do it again next week george talk to you then hey, this front has been runner, fox man. sports sunday at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 